Good morning. Peace be with you. We have some announcements this morning, but a large, uh, very important one is that we have some new people here uh, hailing from Texas. Phil and Heroko, <laughs> the Corner family are here. <laughs> Not permanently, unfortunately, but uh, uh, you, had to, I, you had a doctor's appointment, right? You came all the way from Texas. They don't have good eye doctors back there. But Phil, so you keep coming once a quarter and visit us like that. And um, so make sure you say hello. We've missed you. We've missed you both very, very much. But uh, our loss is Texas gain, right? Okay, yeah, I know so. I know so. So good to see you. We have, will you look into your uh, bulletins, please? Ed gave this to me and wants me to make sure that we make an announcement on this. It's the Reformation Lutheran Church Events Committee. It's putting together a schedule for some promotional speakers. And if you take a look at this, if you see something on that list that would be beneficial to you or to your neighbor you'd like to see, won't you please fill it out? Or if there's something that's not on here that would be beneficial to you, won't you please? You don't have one of those? Well, guess what? They're in the narthex. And um, I can make sure that we get some of those to you, you know, right away. All right. The other part that is important, and Ed just showed that up, is the nominations for council members. We are at a point now where we're going to have some council members retire, and we need to fill those spots. And I would ask that you would prayerfully consider this. And uh, I'm also going to speak to it in today's sermon. So we'll hope that the Holy Spirit moves you in such a way that you are able to, to help. Also, this is of utmost importance, tamale sales. And we have a sign-up sheet out there. They are delightful. What else do we have, Ed? We have uh, a guest preacher next week is uh, Pastor Chris, and he is uh, ready to go. I've uh, heard the sermon that he's going to be preaching, and, and it's going to be great. We also have Advent on Wednesdays, and that, was, uh, that turned out good. Who, who came on Wednesday? Can I see your hands up? Maybe about 12, so yeah, it was good. Right, Eldred? Yeah. It was, and it was especially good because Pastor Chris was helping teach it too, and we had wonderful pizza. Where did Bonnie go? There she is. Thank you, Bonnie. The best pizza in all of Orange County, and uh, that was wonderful. 2019 calendars are out on the Narthex. I heard something, but I can't. Backpacks. Uh, <laughs> Jewel, how are we doing on those? Really well. Beautiful. Beautiful. So I'm sure you didn't hear that in the back, but what she said was, we put in a large order for school supplies. They have adopted a family. They're getting, last night got jammies and coats and things that they need last night that her seniors in high school, putting them to work, but in a joyful work where they're actually helping someone else. And these kids need help themselves, right? 
And so they get a chance to, it's empowering. And I'm so glad that God put you in that position where you are helping direct them into actually, I mean, who would think it when you're down low that you could actually help somebody and you're given that opportunity, and so are you through your generous gifts. So thank you for that. There is more information on the Narthex and the uh, table out there for that. So thank you. You are our missionary, in-home missionary. Council meeting on Saturday. Come and hear and help and contribute. And if you don't, we're going to nominate you. Okay. They think I'm kidding. Okay, well, let us now, oh, one last thing. If you take a look at um, page, it looks like uh, page three. Where's the part, Ken? Is Ken Keen here today? He's not. We're going to sit during our first, during the uh, second hymn, the hymn of the day, right? Isn't that where we're doing that after the sermon? Yes. Uh, hymn of the day, Savior of the Nations Come. I always wondered, every church that I've ever been in prior to this, we sat during that song. It was kind of like a nice reprieve. You've been sitting, you listen to a sermon, and then you don't have to get up and stand from there through all of the prayers and all that kind of stuff. So I know that old habits are hard to break, but I ain't getting up, so you don't need to either. So just sit and sing and enjoy it. Let us now get stand and sing as unto the Lord. Oh, thank you. All right. Yeah, okay, so uh, today is the the first Sunday of Advent, and Susan is going to light the candle as we sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Advent uh, with the four candles represent, um, well, we're going to go over that as well in our Advent class if you come, but uh, today you'll be lighting the first candle of Advent, correct? Okay. And right over here, we'll get it going. Whichever one you want, there's no wrong way to do it. There's, yeah, we're doing good. You're doing good. From depths of hell your people save, 
and give them victory o'er the grave. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to you, O Israel. We come together this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God, our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above, and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. 
help, save, comfort and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come that your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and saved by your mighty deliverance. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit. One God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Good morning. Our first reading this morning is from Jeremiah, chapter 33, verses 14 through 16 can be found in your pew Bible on page 1232. Jeremiah 33, 14 through 16. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah. In those days, at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called. The Lord, our righteous Savior. We will read Psalm 23, 25, verses 1 through 10, responsibly, which is printed in your bulletin. Psalm 25, 1 through 10. In you, Lord my God, I put my trust. 
No one, no one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. But shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are, my, you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you, Lord, are good. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his ways. The epistle is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 9 through 13, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1839. 1 Thessalonians 3, 9 through 13. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God? Because of you, night and day we pray most earnestly we might see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make you love your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father, whom our Lord Jesus comes with, all his holy ones. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel reading this morning is from St. Luke, chapter 19, verses 28 through 40, and can be found in your pew Bible on page 1631. Glory to you, Lord. St. Luke 19, verses 28 through 40. Now, after Jesus had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. And as he approached Bethpage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you. 
And as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Now untie it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Say, the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? And they replied, the Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus. They threw their cloaks on the colt and put Jesus on it. And as he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. And when he came near the place where the road goes down, the Mount of Olives, the crowd, the whole crowd of disciples, began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all of the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Now some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. I heard a story on the radio from a pastor telling about another pastor, a senior pastor, that was on a trip. And he had just landed at the airport and he was being picked up by a young intern pastor, a pastor that was being trained, had gone through seminary, and, and now was having experience in the field, if you will. Now, the senior pastor that had come here had admitted openly to his congregation over the years, and his family certainly knew, that he was an angry driver, road rage. He had a real problem, not with his driving, of course, but with everyone else's. So he gets to the airport, and the young pastor picks him up, and they are driving, and they merge onto the 405. And as they're going along, a car comes along the side of them and cuts them off. Immediately, the senior pastor felt this boiling up. And he is about to let go a filth and foul, foul, filth. But before he could, the young pastor said, Oh, Lord, we need to pray for that driver. He must be in a really big hurry. Something must be going on in his life. Let's pray now for him. Let's pray that he gets to where he's going safe, that the drivers around him are safe. And that whatever is troubling him will be taken care of by the Lord. The senior pastor shrunk. 
he was convicted. He knew that right then and there that it's not what is outside of a man that makes him unclean, but what is on the inside that it makes him unclean. And he was convicted right there that that was an opportunity that God had given him and that young man to pray, a trial to pray. In all things, give thanks. And all of a sudden in his mind is coming across all of the minor offenses of people around him in their vehicles that he had not blessed them, but cursed them. He had the ability to pray, and he had the ability to bless, but he didn't. There's a sin of omission. You know, in our beginning here, we, we confess that we say, most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. Remember that? And we go further to say, we have sinned against you in thought, in word, and in deed. By what we have done, and by what we left undone. Sins of omission. I started thinking about that today. Because I need Jesus. Though I am wearing a stole, and though I have gone through the education process to prove that uh, I'm worthy, if not educated enough, to be a pastor, I'm a sinner just like you in need of a Savior. Amen? Yeah, you got that right, Pastor. Yeah, amen. Who praying for you. Well, I need it. Thank you. I need it. Because when I drive, David will tell you that on the way to Christian school every morning, we go with Days that I haven't lost my temper, right? How many days have I have in a row? I have one. I had, a, I had a one in a row, didn't I? But I think we're starting at zero on Monday, right? Yeah, the big zero. These complications are an opportunity for me to bless, not curse. How about you? How are you doing? Well, I don't drive that way, Pastor Ken. Okay, I got it. Are there any other sins of omission that uh, you may have committed. Well, what's a sin of omission, Pastor? Tell me that. Well, Paul in Romans, in Romans seven nineteen, when he writes to them, he says, for I do not do the good that I want. He knows what he should do and he doesn't do it. Sin of omission. Anyone have a position where uh, they're driving regularly on a, on a day and it comes in where there's a merge and they get right all the way back there. They know that it's coming up and they get there and then right before the last minute there's somebody that comes in. Do you let them in with a smile? Huh? By the way, that's not the only sin that I struggle with, but that's the only one I'm going to admit to you right now. James also said this. James, the brother of Jesus, he says, whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Think about that. 
Proverbs 21.13, if a man shuts his ears to the poor, he too will cry out and not be answered. Proverbs 3.27, do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to act. Am I striking any kind of chords here with you? You don't have to say, oh, you know, I don't need a list. We need Jesus, right? Even for these things, these sins that don't even really seem to be that big a deal. I mean, okay, so I didn't do it, you know? Sue me. That's a joke. I mean, it's obvious when we commit a sin, but maybe when we don't do a sin. How about this? I, uh, I spend a little too much time on Facebook. It's fascinating to me. There's a group of pastors that only pastors are supposed to belong to. And so pastors, you know, they're supposed to be, you know, uh, well, they're not above it because they're sinners in need of a Savior. Here's the recent argument that I tell you what had people leaving the group. I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. You know what it was about? It was about the colors of Advent. Purple. No, blue. What? These guys are fighting over purple and blue. They really meant it. And I'm going, <laughs> and I was looking for a way to stir the pot. You know, I didn't come up with it. I'm not that great of a theologian. Purple and blue. Why do we have purple and blue? Well, there was a robe that was put on our Savior after they made that crown of thorns, and they whacked it into his head, right? And they, and they put a purple robe on him, mocking him. Purple's the color of royalty, is it not? And then there's blue. Well, blue is the heaven, the color of the sky, the color of... of and so these, these great minds <coughs> were fighting on Facebook over color. In need of a savior. They knew better. Those guys know where Proverbs are. They know who James, the brother of Jesus, was. They know who Paul, writing to the Romans, was. And yet and still, their pride allowed them to get carried away, cause ill feelings, and just absolutely blow it for all who were watching. Oh, those that are watching. Yesterday, in tears here, we said goodbye until we meet again to her daddy, John Sconson. And it was a, a wonderful celebration of his life. And what I found as a pastor to be so warm and beautiful and, and, and expansion of my heart was how deep the faith is throughout your family. Tara, they came and spoke eloquently from the heart about their faith. And they pointed to your mom and your dad, Leona and John, for introducing them to Jesus. They, they were pointed towards Jesus 
They were loved no matter where they were at. And sometimes they were pushed. Danny said, sometimes grandpa dragged me to church. But he has a faith. They modeled Christ and his love. They modeled the nature of the heavenly father. One brother was... Uh, grandson, rather, was talking about how he would hold the flashlight for Grandpa. And that he felt that Grandpa had been holding the flashlight for him and guiding him, too. Your nephew. It was beautiful. Grandpa you could go to, and he could hear the car driving up, and with his ear, he could tell you what was wrong with the car. Grandpa also couldn't find the screwdrivers. But they were in his back pocket or one of his grandson's back pocket. John wasn't perfect, but one of his grandsons says he was pretty close. He did not omit his responsibility to point his family to Jesus. Now think about your own family and your own children. Are they walking with the Lord? Now John's grandchildren haven't always been, had perfect attendance at church, and they admitted that. But yesterday, when they were here in church, this was their church that their grandma and grandpa brought them to. And this church has memories. And though they didn't want to be here, They knew it was important to grandma and grandpa, so they came. Now, were I to be able to talk to John and Leona now, I said, during the time, did you ever kind of throw your hands up and say, they're just not getting it? And they might have said, yeah. And during that time, would you ever question, why am I even bringing them here? I mean, I know why, but Lord, it's not working, you know, and praying and beseeching, Lord, 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 turn them away from the path that they're going. They know better. They're baptized. They're yours. They're written in the book. But daddy, they're (laughs) help. And he'd probably say, yeah. Yeah, I felt that way a lot. Well, guess what? His persistence, his faith, God honored that. And we got to see their faith at work yesterday as they paid tribute to their grandpa and their their father and their grandmother. So I would ask you to talk to God. How, how, am I omitting some of my uh, responsibilities in pointing people to Jesus? And what do I do? I mean, some of our kids are too old to drag to church. But you can pray for them. And you can enlist prayer warriors, too. What other things are going on in your world right now that you need help? Maybe you're not comfortable having it on the prayer list, but come talk to me. I'll pray for you. And I'll enlist other people who will pray for you anonymously. It matters. Are you omitting that part? Now, why would we come to church? Well, today there is some astounding astounding scripture that we read. Jeremiah, long before Jesus was born, Jeremiah, the prophet, talks about a prophecy 
And he says, the days are coming, declares the Lord. He spoke to Jeremiah. When I will fulfill God's promise and may, that I made to the people of Israel and Judah. In those days, at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. Who in the world could that be? Jesus. The right answer every time in Sunday school. Don't know what it is? Say Jesus. Right? Can't go wrong. Well, let's think about that for a little minute. He makes this promise. He says, the descendant, he will be a descendant of David. I wrote in my notes, Dave. Hey, Dave. Man after God's own heart. The Messiah will be a descendant of David. Now, in order for him to be a descendant of David, number one, he has to be a human, right? Right? David was a human. And he has to be a Jew, right? But he also makes the, the promise here that he will rule eternally. How can somebody rule eternally? Well, in order to rule eternally, he must be, number one, more than human. How is that possible? A human, a Jew, is going to be more than human. No wonder the people didn't listen to that sign. Just like the sign down there, December 17th and 18th, Magnolia and off-ramp will be closed. Don't go down there because they won't let you off or on. There's a sign. In Scripture, in Jeremiah, hundreds of years before Jesus, long time ago for us, What's the other promise? In order for him to have eternal rule, he must be God. Uh-oh, that's never going to happen. The sprout from David's line not only is going to be uh, a king and have eternal rule, he's also going to be a priest. How in the world can that be? Priests don't last forever. Priests, well, they serve until they're dead. How can that be? He's got to be God. Well, if he's a priest, can he be from an earthly priest like the Levites? Wasn't that the promise? Yes, it was, Pastor. That was the promise, but he couldn't be. He had to be from a priesthood that is unblemished. And so there we hear another promise from David in Psalm 110. And it says, you are a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek. And that priest in the line of Melchizedek offered a sacrifice. That priest, Jesus Christ, who came, offered a sacrifice. That's what priests do for the people's sin. The priest would take those unblemished animals and he'd slice and dice them. And he'd sprinkle blood all over the place. But the difference between those priests and the forever priests that we have in Jesus Christ is so that he offered himself. And therefore he was crowned the Lord of righteousness. Our priest in Jesus has the authority and the power to save. He sealed this. He wrote this in his own blood. He is the atoning sacrifice not just for your sins and my sins, but for the sins of the world that whosoever should believe. 
Well, that's good news. That's why we come to church to hear this good news, this old prophecy that has come true. How about today? Did anyone grow up watching Monday Night Football? I know for some of you that was a relatively new thing, but um, Monday Night Football, Howard Cosell, right? Howard Cosell, and he's calling the plays. Well, listen today. Jesus says to his guys, and when he said these things, he says, he drew them near Bethany, Mount of Olives. He says, all right, guys, I'm going to paraphrase. Go to the village. There's going to be a cult. I want you to untie the cult. And somebody comes up to you and says, what are you doing? Tell them the Lord needs it. Bob, once you go down the street, there's going to be a 1968 GTO. The keys are going to be in it. Yeah, I want you to get in there, start it up, and drive it back here. And if anyone asks, say, hey, uh, the Lord needs it, right? I mean, okay. Grand theft. But it happened exactly as Jesus said it would. Imagine that. Now, Colt, nobody has ever ridden that, right? That's, that's what it had to be. And they bring it back. And they put their cloaks on. And he rides it into town. And this is why they didn't think he was the Messiah. Because if you rode, you were a king in your ordination, you rode a, a colt. You were coming in peace. And those people at the time looking around going, look at all of these Romans. Man, it was better when there weren't any Romans around here. We could do what we wanted. We didn't have to render under Caesar what is Caesar's. Didn't have people pinned to a cross on the way in here. This guy can't be the Messiah. He's on a colt. Our Messiah is going to be on a raging war horse, a white horse. And he's going to vanquish us. But Jesus didn't come that way. Still, as we see the prophecy through Jeremiah and we see Jesus and we celebrate this in this walk of Advent to the birth of Jesus Christ, we see these promises being fulfilled. Just a sinner in need of a Savior. Just a sinner who's benefited by what the Lord has done. Just a sinner who benefits through baptism of being clothed in Christ. Christ. Just a sinner that is going to partake in the feast to come. Just a sinner that needs a forever priest. Just a sinner that needs a forever king. Just a sinner that needs a loving father. And in the person of Jesus, we have him. That need of that sinner is fulfilled. For you, for your children, for your neighbor. Invite him. Tell them, come and see. Come and taste where the hope is. In the name of Jesus, amen.
Will you please stand? Let us now confess our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. also with you. Brothers and sisters, in the name of Jesus, let us pray to God the Father in the power of the Holy Spirit for the whole Church of God and all those who are in need throughout the world. Father, we thank you for continuing to search for the lost sheep so you can care for them as you do for us whom you have gathered from not only other states but also from other countries to become a part of our RLC family. Thank you for your showers of blessings upon this congregation. For all the pastors you called here, we ask you to continue to bless them and their families. We thank and praise your holy name for your precious son, Christ Jesus, who came to seek and save the lost from sin, death, and the devil. Lord, help us stand on tiptoes of expectancy while we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our shepherd and savior, Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, help us to reach out to you in faith and truth, in our joys and in our sorrows. In your name, because we believe he, in Jesus' name, because we believe he is Lord and you raised him from the dead because you love us and you want us to be with you always. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we pray for the bishops of the church that you help and guide them in overseeing the church body you have placed in their care so they might serve your children in accordance with your will. For pastors to carry out their duties in love and devotion to you and those they serve, feed them deeply from your word and help them feed the flock enough to cause them to go home wanting more. Protect them from the flesh the world and the devil and help them shun evil. Thank you for Pastor Ken and his ministry among us. We ask you to watch over he and his family and keep them in good health. For missionaries throughout the world sharing the gospel in word and actions of love, provide for their needs and protect them from harm. 
for our Christian brothers and sisters who are being persecuted, beheaded, and martyred because they will not renounce their Christian faith in you and your precious son, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, have mercy on these special, faithful people. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful Father, we bring before you our government officials from the president to city mayors and everyone in between. Help them, as only you can, to make right choices for your namesake around the world. Help them to be true servants of the people. We ask you to protect them. Lord, in your mercy. Healing Father, we pray for those who are sick in body, mind, and spirit and in need of healing. And all of those who have left their homes because of all the disasters that's taken place in this country as well as around the world. Strengthen them, their families and bless those that work to restore health and provide comfort to them. Thank you for your healing power. Lord, we pray for the continued growth of this body of believers in every way. Thank you for your sustaining and strengthening us. Lord, guide us as we consider our future direction. Help us to hear your wee small voice and remind us that our decisions must be based on your word. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we now offer you the prayers that are in the hearts of, of your people now, either the ones they pray silently or out loud. For all these things and whatever else you see we need, grant us, Father, for the sake of him who died and rose again and now lives with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever. Amen. peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace.
Will you please stand? Pray with me. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption that all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty and everlasting God. Now you comforted your people with the promise of the Redeemer, through whom you will also make all things new in the day when he comes again to judge the world in righteousness. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the In the night in which our Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks and then he broke it, giving it to his disciples saying, take and eat, this is my body given for you, do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim, you proclaim to a world that needs to hear this proclamation of Jesus' death, his resurrection, and his triumphant, glorious coming again. Let us now pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Your sins, my sins, the sins of commission and omission are forgiven. 
That's his promise. This table here is set and prepared for all who believe, all who confess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Come, the table is prepared. You may be seated and the ushers will bring you forward.
Will you please stand? And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our closing hymn is Hark the Herald Angels Sing.